Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Sam's Report. I am Brad, um, as the little title bar says, and this is another episode, what are we on? I think 61 now, of The Sam's Report. So, a couple housekeeping things. As you can see, there's now a new camera up top. Um, if people don't... Let's see, it's backwards, so there we go. Uh, if you don't... Oh my god, I'm terrible at this. <laughs> I had it right the first time. So, I don't know about the placement of this, but there's really just another camera up there. Mostly because we got rid of the old camera that I was using for another show. And so I was like, hey, what, what the hell can I do with it? And so, you know, I stuck it up there, quite literally. And it's looking down. You kind of see my desk a little bit. We got Service Book, Service Pro 4. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of the battle station of whatever I'm doing. And I figured, I don't know, let's put it to use. And so there you go. Um, if you're on the audio stream, obviously that's not going to make any sense. But you can see, I don't know. But the fact that I'm not actually going bald, unlike my two older brothers, which I always hold above their head quite literally. So, um, let's just dive in. A couple just kind of like housekeeping things. Not even really housekeeping things. I actually ordered a... <laughs> I'm hoping I'm going to return this. So, um, we'll see. We'll see if I'm going to return this or not. Actually, I ordered a Chromecast Ultra. And I also ordered a Google Home. Uh, if you've ever, if you've ever watched the past couple episodes or the first ring daily that I do, I love my Echo, and I'm I want to see if Google's is any better. Um, I'm the reason why I'm hoping I don't know I don't know if I'd return the Home either way, but I'm hoping that Microsoft comes out with one so then I can do a better comparison of it, and you know kind of have the three devices, uh, the Chromecast Ultra mostly because of this TV back here. It's a 4K TV. I need a 4K media streamer. Microsoft doesn't have anything that's even close. They have a little media dongle, but to be honest, it's not that great. Uh, it's Miracast-based and whatever. Um, it, it just doesn't work all that well. So Chromecast Ultra for that thing back there. And we'll see if Microsoft is going to come out with anything that kind of competes in that environment. Um, they have an event next week in, uh, in New York City on uh, Wednesday. But we don't know. I, I'll talk a little bit more about that later. But those are two things that I ordered because I need them... Well, I need the Chromecast Ultra. Uh, the Google Home is more of kind of a toy. But we'll see uh, how those things arrive when they when they get here. And it's I think I've got like two or three weeks before these things arrive. So a little bit of time. Hopefully Microsoft will give us a comparable or something to work with. But we'll see what's going on. Um, diving into the Microsoft stuff for this week. So Microsoft earnings yesterday, they were really good actually. Micro I forgot to look at Microsoft stock this morning, but it was at its all-time high. Um, now, it's important to phrase that at an all-time high per share price, not on a market capitalization price. I believe in the late 90s they had a higher market cap, which is the combined value of all their stock. Um, and I could go into why it was higher back then than it is today. But anyways, um, it is at an all-time high, which is always a good thing for a stock price. Uh, topping its estimate or highest price in 1999, I believe of around $60 and it, and it crested above $60. But let's just hope that we're not on the cusp of a year 2000 where the whole market's going to crash. But anyways, Microsoft stock doing exceptionally well. Their earnings did really well yesterday. Just a couple highlights. You can go read up a whole bunch of stuff if you really want about it. But Surface Revenue, this is actually really important. Uh, Surface Revenue, $926 million, which is obviously a lot of money. Uh, they have had a couple quarters where it's over a billion. 
but right now it's at 926 and it's not too big of a concern that's not over a billion because year over year which is this quarter compared to last year's the same quarter it was up 254 million so that's a huge jump for microsoft and they said um sales of surface pro 4 and uh and uh, what is this the surface book let it well, obviously, what else are they going to be selling? I don't think they sold $200 million worth of docks. Um, I guess technically the Surface Hub could be part of that, but I know for a fact that they're running very short on Surface Hubs. So we will see. Um, we will see about that. We will see what actually came from that. Um, anyway, so Surface is doing well. And so this tells you a couple things, that if you're an OEM partner, there is a there is a hardware market out there. I mean, Microsoft is proving that it can grow year over year, which granted is a little bit easier when you're a newer player into the market and you've got better devices. Um, but the PC market is obviously not dead. But obviously, but you know there is a bit of contraction. And there you go, Kumbaya, whatever Surface is doing well, and we'll see what Microsoft has announced for next week. Now I want to put a little caveat on this microsoft on their earnings call actually said don't expect next quarter's surface revenue to be as high as it was a year ago now i want to kind of address this because people are like oh my god microsoft is like the, the service is done no 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 let's think about this logically right so last year at this time they announced surface book and surface pro 4 two kind of blockbuster devices for microsoft that is and so clearly they're not going to have that type of a quarter again, which tells us a couple of things. Whatever they're announcing next week is not going to be in the same caliber as a Surface Pro 4 and a Surface Book, which means they've, they're already kind of lowering expectations for the event. So just keep that in mind. It's not a big deal that they're forecasting. It's not going to be strong. It's because they're not refreshing the probably the two most popular products in the line. They don't really know what's going to happen with this new product, if it is truly a Surface All-in-One, um, what the uptake will be. We know for a fact, just by looking at PC stats as a, as a whole, All-in-Ones are a smaller fraction of a laptop market. So that's just what they're, they're forecasting, which makes sense. So I don't think it's anything to freak out about, but that's there's some headlines out there saying, oh, Microsoft's saying Surface is going to contract. Well, it's a logical move. Um, other things to note, Xbox Live users was down quarter versus quarter or back-to-back -back quarters. So it was at 49 million um, users last quarter. And this quarter, it's down 2 million users to 47, which obviously not a great trend. But again, this quarter compared to last year, same quarter, year over year, uh, it jumped from 39 million up to 47. So on a year-over-year -year basis, which is generally the the baseline that people use, it's a good thing. But it is down two million from last quarter, so it's kind of one of those things you just got to be got to be watching. No surprise here. Phone revenue dropped a massive 72%. They're not selling phones anymore. So what? Um, yeah, that shouldn't surprise anybody. I I will honestly wonder how far we are away from them just not reporting that at all because it has no um, no impact on their operations in any capacity. So anyways, uh, the, the thing to keep in mind here is actually Azure, Microsoft's cloud, uh, platform, Azure, I think talked about it a million times is up 116%. Now that's a, re that's really strong growth. No surprise here. This is probably why, well, the earnings were at the top of their estimates. That's part of the reasons, but Azure is growing and continuing to grow at a phenomenal rate. And this is part of the reason why Microsoft's stock price keeps climbing and climbing and climbing is because everybody knows, at least on the investor side, 
cash flow cash flow wise, future business wise, everything about Microsoft's potential resides in the cloud. So the fact that their cloud service is growing at a strong rate, not a big surprise here. It really isn't a big surprise. So that just kind of kicks off why the stock price is so high. And there you go. And I already kind of hit on this, but Microsoft said Surface and Lumia revenue will be down. Nobody's surprised by this. Um, yeah. So other things that went on this week, obviously earnings is a big announcement, but Windows build, uh, a new build of Windows came out, 14951. And there's a couple of new things in this. So there's new stencil features, which if you're not familiar with that is, using the pen, uh, that comes with the Surface Pro 4 and Surface Book and all that good stuff. They actually have a ruler that it's a digital ruler to help you draw straight lines. And so now they're putting us more stencils in, more... These are just digital things on the screen that help you draw better lines, use, make it feel a little bit more like paper. Um, I, I honestly think we'll probably end up seeing a bunch of these because people kind of love the ruler, got really good feedback across the board from uh, users and professionals and, and everybody else. So I'd imagine we're going to see a bunch more junk like that. And... So, you know, that's what it is. Uh, what else? The camera app. The camera has been almost completely redesigned. Just trying to make it better, make it to be less terrible, frankly. Nothing too crazy, but that's just kind of been redone. And what else we got in there? Uh, <laughs> if you've been trying to install the phone version like many people have, it is completely hosed. And we'll talk about this in a second here because we got a lot of reader questions about why it's so bad, why the phone has been so bad, and we'll dive into that in a little bit later. But if you can't install it on the phone, you are not alone and do not worry about it too much. I guess you should worry about it if it's freezing your device and you can't do anything and that's your primary uh, thing. But anyways, yeah, the phone... The phone build of this one is host. So that's that. So very exciting stuff also happened this week. Very pumped about this. This is like something I've been preaching about for a very long time. And it finally is coming back. Ta-da! Um, cash. Cache. I like to refer to it as cache. Uh, but cash. Microsoft Cash. This app I wrote up, I think back in August, initially kind of leaked through videos and whatnot. And it's, it is the successor to one clip. It is one clip. Um, actually, Raphael and actually Walking Cat were able to dig into the binaries and they actually found the uh, one clip installer for that matter. So in, in all the, everything around Cache under the hood it refers to it as one clip. So Microsoft has actually taken one clip and upgraded it. And I'm very pumped about this and I actually got it working. I have a working version of my machine. Unfortunately, I don't have anything like on my phone, which is kind of the missing coup de grace of this thing. But here's what it is. It's a universal clipboard for everything. And you can put files, you can organize stuff and whatever. But here's the two, here's the, the, the one feature I should say that I love is there's a clipboard history. So if you right mouse click and copy something to your clipboard, it goes into this app. And then you copy a second item, it goes into this app. Now, obviously your clipboard continues to work just like it always has, right mouse click, copy paste, um, when it works in Windows because the UWP apps seem to have an issue with it. But if you like say, oh, you know what? I want to go back to that thing I copied three times ago, like the third iteration of it. You can open up this app and there's a nice little history log of everything that you have copied. It is great. It, I, it is very useful. There's one, one thing I wish Microsoft would let us, let, let us, let me do with the app, let anybody do, is actually put it in the system tray. I have some weird thing about having apps open on the taskbar. I only like to have like the most important ones, the ones that I'm really using all the time. And I don't want to leave cache open and just sitting there. I don't know why. It's just a personal thing. I 
if it's not being used, I kind of want to like just tuck it away so it's not cluttering up things. So I'd love to have it in the system tray and even more so I'd love to have like a keyboard shortcut that I could open it with and say, okay, because I that clipboard history log is huge. And then obviously um, I believe that they're going to be releasing apps for like the phone too. So then you could eventually get that stuff uh, just shared across all your devices. A universal clipboard for everything would be amazing. So I'm really pumped about this. Unfortunately, we have no idea when the full version is going to release uh, out of beta. Actually, it's in a very private testing beta right now. And inside the app, you can go and share invites. And I tried to share it with myself to see if I could officially get in other than this workaround. And unfortunately, it just kind of loads you into the hockey app, which is Microsoft's provisioning tool. But unfortunately, you still need to be authenticated on the back end to actually get into the app. So, yeah that's uh that's really about it so we'll see i i'm hoping that they they uh i don't know i'm hoping they bring it about i hope that it gets integrated in with cortana and just becomes a part of the os so there's also this thing called and i don't know full about this yet uh bundle i've been trying to figure out if this is actually going to be called potentially called bundle in windows 10 redstone 2 because the universal clipboard kind of stuff has been talked about that and i don't know I don't know how bundle branding or whatever this thing is kind of fits into this. I'm still digging through that. But if you see anything about the word bundle, um, keep your eyes open about it. So other than that, um, it's event palooza in the world of Microsoft right now. So obviously they've got the event next week that is happening uh, in New York City. I will be there. Um, I'm actually getting in on Tuesday morning and then I'll go over and do my typical sleuthing. I'm going to go to the event, take pictures and whatnot and um, see if I can see like anybody carrying anything they're not supposed to be carrying into the event. But um, I don't know. I do that every time. So I get in on, on Tuesday really early, like 8 a.m. Tuesday morning and then leaving whatever Wednesday after the event. So there's that event. And then there is an office event uh, one week later. Thanks, Microsoft, for not putting these things like back to back or whatever. Uh great i don't know <laughs> so i will actually be going to that again in new york city and so that event i'm pretty sure is going to be related to skype for teams i originally reported uh, a couple weeks ago maybe in a month ago at this point that microsoft would be opening up the skype for teams beta more publicly in november and here we go we got an office event in november microsoft won't confirm to me who from skype is going to be there uh probably because they don't want to give away any sort of hints and about this stuff but i will be there uh, for that office event on November 2nd. And then in the middle of November, I think it's like the 16th and 17th around there, there's a Microsoft developer event called Connect. I am i don't think I'm going to actually go to this one. So it's, again, in New York City, three Microsoft events, uh, three roughly three weeks apart, all in New York City. Yeah. Now, granted, they do target different groups, right? The hardware Windows event is more of a consumer thing. The Office event is, well, Office users. And then the developer event is developers. So they don't quite all overlap. And I can understand why they didn't want to put, uh, like, one big large event on and just do all these things because it would have, would have been really, honestly, like a mini build. Maybe that would have been interesting. But that's a much larger space they would need and blah, 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 blah. But, hell it would have been a lot easier than having to go to New York at least twice. Um, but I don't think I'm going to go to that connect one. Uh, mostly because about two weeks after connect, then I'm going to go to London for about five days for uh, an HPE event. And yeah, so that's a lot of travel. That's a lot of travel. Now, the one kind of thing that like, I don't know, 
stirs up some, not controversy is the wrong word, and I can't think of the correct terminology here, but Apple is holding an event the day after Microsoft's event. So Microsoft had to have seen this coming or whatever, because it had been rumored for a very long time by a very good person uh, who gets a lot of Apple rumors right, that Apple was going to have an event at the in October, and Microsoft scheduled their thing three weeks out. I wonder if they did that intentionally. I don't know. Um, to kind of feel this thing out. But anyway, so Apple's event is the day after Microsoft's. And of course, people are going to compare the two events. Um, I don't know what micro, we don't fully know what Microsoft's going to event- announce. We have a pretty good idea what Apple's going to announce. They're going to revamp their entire Mac lineup because everything they sell right now in their stores is depressingly old for what they're charging for it. And I'm sure Apple's just making a killing on margins with that stuff. And so I'm, I actually wonder if they even have trouble buying chips from Intel. Anyways, um, so Apple's got that event, which is going to be all new MacBook Pros, probably everything from Mac Mini all the way up to their iMac. I think a new LCD display is on the agenda. And is it going to overwhelm Microsoft? Honestly, probably more than likely because Apple controls the media, regardless of what right or wrong, good products or bad. When Apple announces the stuff, people just go crazy for it and they command that attention. So Microsoft will then be fighting for the remainder of the week, but at least they'll have all Wednesday to themselves. Uh, minus the 10 million posts they're going to say, here's what to expect at the Apple event that will go out inevitably that day. So it'll be interesting just to see how that, that kind of media mashup for tech enthusiasts like myself and probably everybody listening. It's great, right? It's fantastic. You're going to get overwhelmed with this stuff. And so we shall see what Microsoft and Apple have up their sleeve, but that is coming starting next week. It's going to get crazy. So, oh man, oh man, oh man. Anyways, uh, other things that have gone on, Microsoft just quietly opened up Outlook Premium. So, well, okay, so they opened it up with the little asterisk saying, if you live in the U.S., uh, whatever reason, Microsoft has a very hard time um, letting people outside the U.S. into their betas, um, previews, and stuff. And even sometimes when things exit preview, they still limit it to the U.S. I don't know. Um, short of it is custom domains and um, no ads. That's kind of really it for about 20 bucks a year, although they want to charge 40 a year for it. But this is some, like, preview pricing and that kind of stuff. So we'll see. We shall see what is going on uh, if if that ever really takes off. Who knows? It's just another option. But uh, Bing has a new election thing. If you're following the U.S. election, which, yeah, talking about speaking of U.S.-centric, Bing has a U.S. election thing that allows you to follow candidates and all that good stuff, whatever. Um, something that came out very early in this week is, which I'm, which is kind of the reason why I ordered that Google Home, uh, is Microsoft's Home Hub was discovered again by Walking Cat on some guy's LinkedIn profile. Now, it's really hard to t- determine if this home hub, and it was what he was referring to, is talking, quite literally talking about bringing uh, Cortana into the kitchen, like those words were used, um, far-field mic arrays, and basically everything you would need to build an Amazon Echo Microsoft competitor was found on this guy's LinkedIn profile who works at Microsoft. Now, what is not quite known is if this is like a Microsoft research project or what this really, really is, if this is actually something that's going to be announced next week or not. I hope... I. I'm crossing my fingers we see something like this next week, but I, I don't have any good sources saying affirmative or not. Microsoft's done, a to their credit, a pretty good job about locking down their hardware leaks, for better or for worse. Um, although we'll talk about that here more in a second, about where to look for that kind of stuff coming up. 
So that, that'll be interesting. I know I talk about this stuff a lot, but I love these little things like, because it's such a shift of computing. It's a, it's a very big shift that not many people, I mean, people understand it, but, um, it's the, it's what these AI, it's what Siri, it's what Google now, it's what Cortana are truly made for, right? Cortana on the PC is fine. It works. Um, but you don't really need it, right? When it's in the, when the computing environment goes to the kitchen, you need voice first, everything else is second. And so these, this is where these types of computers thrive and, and Microsoft, if they're not going to do this, it's going to be really sad just because they are very good at voice dictation. They're very good at voice translation with Skype translator and Cortana is very smart, but they're not, that's the best application to date of where to put these AI assistants is in the kitchen for now. Um, so I'm hoping this home hub thing materializes and we can, we can do that. Um, a couple other things, uh, somebody keeps asking and, and I, I wish I had a better answer for this. And this is actually comes up in the questions later. Um, is the Microsoft authenticator app. I really do love this thing is, is it ever like, it was supposed to come to this, right? It was supposed to come to the band. And I asked, uh, Microsoft and I haven't heard back yet about what the status of that is, is where, where does Microsoft live? Uh, where do they live? Where does that project reside? Because I know that some of the band people have been, um, sent to other teams. So are we ever going to get the authenticator app on the band? Like we were supposed to. And there's also supposed to be the ability to, I believe to log into windows using this thing. So I, I don't have a, a good answer. I really wish I did because I would love to be able to log into windows and authenticate with this thing, but mm, I don't know. Mum's the word from Microsoft actually. Uh, something actually that broke on Sunday. So this is, this is actually kind of really interesting. This is a Chromebook style. So Samsung has a new Chromebook coming out. It's called the Chromebook pro and it's called, uh, it's called, called the Chromebook pro, but it's code name was Kevin. But anyways, so this is a, an all metal Chromebook. It has some, an ARM CPU, like two gigahertz or whatever, uh, 2,400 by 1,600, 32 gigs of storage. But the other thing is, is that it comes with a stylus. I'm sure it's going to be called just the S Pen that uh, Samsung ships with the Note 7, which caught fire. Uh, hopefully the laptop doesn't do the same. But this thing looks top notch. Like it's actually a, th a, a convertible thing where the, the screen rotates around. I mean, it's a slick looking Chromebook for 500 bucks. The reason why I bring this up is I'm not going to talk about every Chromebook that comes to market, but these Chromebooks are slowly nudging into that, that PC world, right? That, that what makes a surface book great is this pen and the ability to write on the screen. Well, now there's Chromebooks that can do this too. And granted, I bet the pen is not as good. It's not as good of a digitizer, but for 500 bucks and people who just want to doodle on their screen or take simple notes, let's be real here. That, that, that accomplishes it. You don't need 1,024 points of sensitivity on a surface book to take notes in one note. Um, I, I granted you probably not many people need that at all. They probably need like five just for thin, light, bold, and that's about it. Um, so we'll see these Chromebooks are, are creeping up in the specs and I think Microsoft needs to be aware of them. Um, I don't think they're going to completely eat Microsoft's lunch because Microsoft is making food in a lot of different organizations inside the company. But it's just something like, you know, I had a conversation with some family and they said they were actually considering uh, a low end windows machine, a Mac and a Chromebook. Like I was really surprised to hear the word Chromebook come into their conversation, but 
these are no longer like a niche device like like they're they're slowly getting into that mass market especially in the education sector which we've known but now it seems like they're kind of broadening out beyond that so anyways uh we got a bunch of reader questions this week actually some really good stuff and so i'm just going to kind of hit hit a couple of these um was it k kipda i actually asked about the band thing so i kind of talked about that earlier but our todd us asks is there any more word on those xbox streaming devices and their presence at the Microsoft event uh, also with the earnings. So I'll address the first thing that streamers, I haven't heard anything specifically about this, but th it's very apparent that Microsoft has a gap in their media lineup, right? They have a great Xbox one. Uh, they have game streaming on their PC. They have nothing for a TV. They have absolutely nothing that fills that price point uh, below like 250 ish bucks to get media content onto a TV. They have the media streamer, which is designed for businesses, which is 50 bucks and overpriced for what it is. And so like Chromecast, they need a Chromecast competitor. And I'm hoping that we see it uh, next Wednesday. I don't, I unfortunately, I haven't heard anything about it. I know that they were considering them and I know that they were testing them internally at one point uh, this back in the spring. So I don't, I don't know what they have in store for Wednesday, um, but I honestly hope they do. Because if it works, I'm, I'll return the Chromecast. But right now, the Chromecast Ultra is honestly, in my mind, probably the, the, the streamer to beat at this point, right? Google has sent the bar with that device, and they will probably sell quite a few of those. And that's the device to beat. So I'm hoping we see some sort of Xbox media streamer. Um, anything, it depends on the feature set, right? It, it cannot, it, it absolutely cannot cost more than $70 anyway, shape or how. Um, and, that, and at 70 bucks, it has to be able to do 4K and everything else. If it's not going to do 4K, then you got to kind of start dropping it back. But if it doesn't do 4K, that's going to be kind of a huge bummer to me um, because I need, I don't know, like I like that TV and I want to get 4K content onto that TV. And so I can obviously use the Xbox One S, but media streamers are nice. Um, so I haven't heard anything specifically about it for next week, but I, I, Microsoft has to understand that there's a gap. And if they don't, then I'm more concerned about Microsoft's strategy than anything else. So we'll see. Um, it says also with, uh, this is our Todd, uh, said also with earnings report, you suggesting a healthy service line. What do you attribute to its success given its struggles in the past year? Fanboy, well, at least he's honest. He said fanboys like me, um, buying the device or is it the falling iPad or something more complex and convoluted insight would be appreciated. So here, I don't necessarily know if it's, I, I think the iPad honestly is kind of a, a separate category. Somebody who's buying a surface. I don't, I don't, I mean, I would maybe they do cross shop the iPad, but if you're going to go buy a surface book, because you got to remember like the surface line that's doing well includes the surface book and the pro four. Like if you're going to buy a Surface Book, I don't think you're cross shopping the iPad. So I don't know if that's a great comparison. But if you're buying a Pro 4, you very well could be cross shopping the iPad Pro. And so let's just remember that the iPad is still outselling uh, Surface Book and Surface Pro 4. And I think they're just trying to find a happy medium. The, buying a just a tablet, and this is my personal opinion here. Buying just a tablet is kind of a waste of money anymore. Like you need... You either buy a, uh, a Pro 4-like device. I want to put the iPad Pro in there because it's still running iOS. Um, just because these things are like $7, $8.99, you can get a little discounted just you know, pricing is around that. 
But if you're buying just a tablet anymore, it seems kind of a waste because smartphones are incredibly capable these days. Tablets and like these two-in-one devices like the Surface Book here that I'm touching um, offer that same functionality in one package. So it's, I, I, I struggle to understand why somebody would buy just a tablet. And I'm sure there are very good reasons for sitting on the couch. But when I'm sitting on the couch, I use my phone. And when I'm running about, I use my laptop. So I honestly think it's that the tablet market isn't what it used to be. And you don't buy a, a, an iPad. Actually, I have an iPad. The, the last iPad I bought was the very first, I think it was an iPad 3, an iPad Retina. And it still works. Like, we let my daughter use it uh, when we travel. And so, like, there's... It, the cadence for buying an, an iPad is significantly less than what you would to buy a phone and all that. And if you look at the iPads today, they're, they're roughly the same thing. They haven't really changed. There's no good reason to buy a new iPad if you have a relatively new device being an iPad in the last four or five years. So I think the iPad contraction is just a natural, a natural evolution of the market for iPads. I don't think it's, um, I don't know. The surface could be cannibalizing. I, I, I should probably dig into that a little bit deeper, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how well the surface continues to do. It's doing well. I'm not alluding that it's not doing well, but Apple is still selling more iPads than, than Microsoft is selling surfaces. Granted, there's some price differences and Microsoft doesn't have a low end entry uh, surface, but it's actually a really good question. I don't, I don't know what's fully cannibalizing iPad sales other than people just not really buying them. So, because you don't need one, you don't, you don't need an iPad. A, a tablet is a luxury outside of a PC, right? I, I could argue that having a PC in your house is an essential part of a, a modern household. A tablet is not so much. A smartphone is probably an essential device for a young professional just or any professional. So you have like these two essential devices and a tablet sits somewhere in the middle of like, ah, I need something bigger than my phone, but I really don't want to sit at a PC. And should I spend a thousand bucks on, on it to get something really nice or I can spend like five, 600 bucks. So there we go. Um, anyways, the next question comes from SK Borders asks, if you don't have a 4K TV, is an Xbox One still a good buy? Absolutely. Um, 4K TV should not be a consideration. Xbox One S does do 4K content, but it is by far not an essential part of the tool. Now, a different slightly, whatever, a different way to ask this would be, it says, if you don't have a 4K TV with the Xbox Scorpio, and the Scorpio is the next gen that is going to be 4K gaming, that is probably not worth it, buying a Scorpio if you don't have a 4K TV. But if you have an Xbox, if you have a 1080p TV, buying an Xbox One is, is a great buy right now. Relatively cheap for what you're getting, and I would definitely do it. I would definitely get an Xbox One if that's what was... if. If what was holding you back was that you didn't have a 4K TV, but you wanted an Xbox, go ahead and buy it. it that's not a good reason to not buy one. You definitely don't need one. Uh, TDH69 says, uh, maybe somebody could find out why RS2 mobile builds have been so bad. Ending in the <laughs> ending in the current uh, last couple builds have uh, been terrible, especially this latest one, which does not install. So this is going to sound kind of crass, maybe. But here's the thing, Microsoft doesn't care. They don't, mobile exists 
just so that they can say that they have a mobile OS. It is not a priority. It is very far down on the totem pole. Um, internally at Microsoft, they're not, it used to be a couple years ago that if you were running like an iOS or Android phone, people would be kind of like, oh, why aren't you, you know, supporting the company? Um, at this point, you don't get shunned like that anymore. So yeah, honestly, I think that the reason why these mobile builds have been so bad, they don't get fully tested like they used to be because there's less Microsoft employees running these builds. Sure. They have the automated tests and whatnot, but there's a much smaller sample size. So they have to go to insiders, which again is even still a small sample size. And that's, that's the reality of it. And here's the other thing. When you're running an insider beta build, you're pretty much taking, you know, like the pledge that says, Hey, I am willing to accept terrible builds on occasion. And so that happens. And this is just one of those things And Microsoft pushes out. Yes, they're going to fix it and make it right. But it's completely different priority than the desktop build mobile. I will, I will repeat this up until Microsoft figures out a different mobile strategy. Windows 10 mobile exists only so Microsoft can say that they're in this space and that they're ready for whatever comes next. They're not prioritizing it. They lost a lot of money in this space, billions with the Nokia purchase, uh, even more, uh, piled on top with all the marketing and all the effort they put in. And so what they're doing is they're making Windows 10 Mobile almost identical to the desktop. So it's a very easy maintenance product. And so this next question uh, actually came in. Was it the same person? Da, 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 da. Uh, actually, it's from Kadupa. K-U-D-U-P-A has those two questions here. The first one is, why is there no split screen Windows 10 on Windows 10 Mobile? Um, again, probably a priority thing at this time. But... I don't, I don't know, like split screen on a device like this, I'm sure maybe it could work top and bottom. But again, you, the n- number of engineers working on that is significantly smaller than the number of engineers working on the desktop. So it, it goes back to prioritization. What are they going to gain out of multi-screened or multi-apped instances on a phone like that? Um, not a whole lot. They're not, it's not, that's not going to be the breakthrough feature that gives them more. Granted, I think it would work. They do have some larger screen devices, but why they haven't implemented it, probably, again, it probably just goes back to priority. And so as Neon Spark uh, is saying in the comments, he said, Nadella killed phones. I don't know if Nadella killed phones. I think phones were in a rough shape. I think he finally put the final like prioritization away from phones because it just it was not beneficial any longer to the company's priorities and their revenue. I mean, that's that's really as honest as I can say without, I don't know, um, and then I can't even pronounce this person's name. It's Inco Lobo or something like that. It says, well, Microsoft announced a Surface 4. Um, I have heard absolutely nothing about a Surface 4. So here, here's the thing. Intel is no longer, I don't believe Intel is making that low-end Atom chip that ran in the Surface 3. I think they, uh, Intel has abandoned that line because they weren't making any money off of it. And the Surface 4... I, I, I don't know. I I want them to build a Surface 4 because I really like that slightly smaller screen size. Uh, but I haven't heard anything and I don't I don't think there's anything on the horizon. Now watch, they're going to come and announce it next week. But that hasn't it hasn't been on the radar. And last I heard from the spring was mums the word about a Surface 3 replacement, mostly because Intel was moving away from that chipset. And that was really about it. So if you're holding out for a Surface 4, I don't really have good news for you. And which is just kind of a bummer because those were nice low cost entrance into the surface line. And that's kind of it. But um, I don't know. 
maybe maybe that's just kind of the way things are going for Microsoft is that they're moving away from these low-cost PC devices, uh, in, which includes phones. I don't know. Um, but I, I'm not expecting a Surface 4 next week. I'm really pumped, though, about next Wednesday. I always get super jazzed from these things, and I think everybody probably is. Um, I, I, you know, I, I have a slightly biased view but obviously Apple's going to get a lot of attention, but I think Microsoft has potentially the more exciting event, right? And let me kind of explain why. Uh, Apple event, first off, everything's mostly leaked. We kind of know Apple has a very rigid cadence about what it does. We, we know there's going to be um, a refresh to their Mac line, and they're going to have higher resolutions and potentially some more features and maybe a little bit more pen stuff. Who knows? But here's why I think Microsoft is kind of a little bit more exciting. One, the company is very extremely slowly turning around in the consumer space um, with a decent reputation. Granted, granted, it's not the best reputation for the consumer space because they've killed the Zune, they've killed the Band, and they've killed Windows Phone, so there's a little bit of concern about uh, their hardware ability. But I think it's more exciting, at least for me, because of the unknown at this point. We don't quite fully know what Microsoft has coming. So we'll see. That's why, to me, it's more exciting. Apple event will be Apple event. And um, Microsoft is kind of like, uh, what's wh what do we got coming down the pipe? And so we'll get a, we'll get some insight into what Microsoft is coming. The other thing I'm hoping we see this week too, or next week I guess technically, is where's Windows headed? Because Microsoft again, everybody's focused on this is a Surface event, which rightfully so, because hardware is much more exciting than software. But I'm honestly kind of hoping that we're gonna see Redstone two. Uh, and learn more about that software and see where it's going and Microsoft's vision about where Redstone's headed. So that, I think, is also don't underscore that, that potential that we're going to learn more about Windows and where it's headed next week. So because it is a Windows event. That's how Microsoft is billing this thing. So that leads me to the insider tip of the week which is very similar to last week, but again, this is like the final countdown here, is Microsoft is terrible at building staging sites. These staging sites are currently being built potentially as we speak. Um, if not, they're going to be built in the next, starting to be built in the next couple days. And so here we are. Microsoft is going to be building staging sites. Look for leaks, look for things in documentation, and just kind of be keep those sleuthing eyes ready because it is we are in prime leak season right now for whatever is coming down the pipe at this event. So, um, yeah. And so that kind of wraps things up for this week. I, I'd be curious to see if people like this additional view. I've got this other camera and I need to do something with it. And so I don't want to just like put it elsewhere. And I know that kind of like multi-views because look, I can go like, hey, hey, look, like multi-view, top-down um, look and get a little bit of better view of, oh, there's the little thing's going to pop up again. So let me know about that. If you have any ideas where else to put it, um, I don't want to like put it too far back behind because there's like wire palooza sitting behind there because there's lights. There's another camera that, we, that I use for another podcast over here. And so it's kind of strategically placed, but this is the battle station with my green cup here uh, and everything else. So as always, everybody have a great weekend. Thanks for watching and I'll catch you next time.